Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Dub Nation. Dub Nation. Dub Nation. Many years have passed. Filled with titles. NBA champions. And new faces. The Golden State Warriors select James Weissman. But now, the voice of the Warriors. The voice of the Warriors. Invites you to return to your seats. Please take your seats. At the Warriors Roundtable. 30 footer. Got it. Welcome back to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7, the game. Here's Tim Roy. Back for another edition of the Roundtable. I'm Tim Roy. Glad you're with us here on our flagship station. 95-7, the game. Your home for Golden State Warriors basketball. A lot to talk about tonight. And I mean a lot to talk about tonight. I mean, the Warriors are landed in Dallas uh, just a little while ago. Uh, talk to Raymond Ritter, our public relations director, and and uh, talk to him a little bit about the upcoming road trip. And and uh, we were both talking about the you know, obviously the story is the center position. Last night losing to Boston, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But let's look at the uh, the center spot first. You know you have great depth at the beginning of the year when you when you're you're heading into the season, not even into you know. Uh, training camp but but you look at the roster you've got James Wiseman who's the number two pick overall in the NBA draft you have uh Kevon Looney who is a very good veteran and we know how good he is and how good he he impacts the game without scoring without having tremendous eye-popping numbers uh you know, so then you have Marquise Chris, who we found out last year is a, is a very good uh, guy in terms of setting screens, being physical. He's got great hops, and so you're thinking, okay, that's a, that's a position though. You know, as James Wiseman gets better and better, you're going to have good depth there. You've got good depth there, guys that do different things for you there. And so I think you know one of the uh, you know that that was a position that probably you know Bob Myers and Steve Kerr were not worried about coming into the season. But now this has happened. Mark Chris, of course, with his injury. Wiseman with a sprained wrist. Kevon Looney goes out with a sprained ankle. Uh, Wiseman will be reevaluated in, you know, probably early next week, and then Looney in two weeks. And so now you're in a position. Now you've got Draymond Green. You've got Eric Paschal. Uh, you've got basically all hands on deck. On the good side of this, from what I can see, what I believe, is that, you know, the road trip features a couple of teams that don't have a dominant center. I mean, you know, if you're on the road trip and you're going into Philly and you're playing Joel Embiid, that's going to be trouble. 
that is going to be trouble, and he's going to shoot a lot of free throws. But uh, this road trip, you know, Porzingis plays away from the basket for Dallas. Maxi Kleba plays away from the basket. He's more of a shooter. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is not a classic post guy. He's not a physical guy that's going to go inside and really try to, you know, punish you in the box. So with that, uh, I, I think they have at least a, a fighting chance. To, I look at Dallas's offensive rebounding numbers today. Not great. You know, they, 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 their offensive rebounding numbers are not great. Uh, San Antonio, you've got LaMarcus Aldridge there, but they're also not a huge punishing team. Jakob Pertl, though, could give them some problems because he is a very good position player from what I can see. So a lot of things to talk about. And last night, a winnable game that gets away. That was a winnable game that got away. And and so that to me is that, that that's disappointing when you have a game like that and it just kind of gets away from you. 888-957-9570. Hit me up on Twitter at WarriorsVox, WarriorsVox. Or you can send me an email, timroyatwarriors.com. Do all of that, and we'll try to get through this. I've got Andrew Wiggins coming up a little bit later on. He's going to tell us about uh, his adaptation to the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, his defensive numbers continue to impress. I looked up the other day, and he was fourth in the league in contesting three-point shots. And that's important on a team that has been victimized from three so far this year. And last night... And I think it's something to watch for, you know, maybe not even this year, but in future years, if, if the Warrior roster stays, you know, basically the same. You play a team like Boston. They've got two very good wins, uh, wings, rather, in, uh, in Tatum and Brown. I think the Warriors have wings that can match up with them on, on the defensive side, in Wiggins and Oubre and Clay Thompson in the future. So I think that's going to be interesting to watch when the Warriors get everybody healthy and get back. Again, the, you know the numbers, 888-957-9570. That's the number to, uh, to go with. We've got a couple of things on Twitter I wanted to get to, and Eric wanted to know about the possibility, maybe JaVale McGee, fan favorite, fan favorite, no longer in the rotation in Cleveland. So here's the, here's what the, the little wrinkle about this year that you may not Consider, yes, the Warriors could make a move if Cleveland waived JaVale. They pick him up. They have to waive a player. They could make a trade or they could trade a player for JaVale McGee. But in this case, I don't think that's going to happen. I'll tell you why. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic, because we have all that going on right now. If you trade for JaVale McGee or anybody, and I'm just throwing JaVale out because that's what the the, the – Eric on Twitter wanted to know about and, and, and mentioned him because he's a he's a recognizable name in this market. He's a you know he's a champion with the Warriors. So yeah, any any center, pick a center, you know, or, or any player, pick a player. That player, when he comes to a new team, has to go through quarantine for six days. So the question you have to ask yourself is is it really worth going through all that when you have Wiseman being reevaluated early next week? You know, make a move, give up a roster spot that maybe you didn't want to to do to give up, and and then have to wait six days, and then maybe Wiseman's back, and and whoever that center is is not playing, uh, you know, in 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 the rotation. So yes, it's insurance, and I think if we were looking at a different situation standings wise, I think it would be a different deal. I think it'd be much different if uh, Wiseman had broken his 
his wrist, uh, then I think you'd be looking at the team making a move. But, but the way it is right now, I just don't think it's going to happen unless they have something, you know, fantastic, you know, coming their way. I know people want to talk trades. And by the way, before I forget, because we've got Andrew Wiggins coming up in a few minutes, but before I forget, how good was Juan Toscano Anderson last night? How good is, is that kid to watch and, and the effort he puts out and, and, uh, and just the, the work he's put in? How much better does his shot look now than maybe it did a year ago? You know, he was talking about, you know, Ron Adams. And why is Ron Adams such a valuable part of the Warriors staff? Well, because he's a teacher. He knows how to go and teach and relate to players. And Juan was talking about, you know, all the coaches that work with him. Aaron Miles helps him out a little bit and his other coaches. And he mentioned Ron by name as to, to kind of teaching him some fundamentals in his shot that weren't there when he came to the Warriors. And you can tell the reps are there. Is he going to do that every night? No, he's not going to do that every night. Not right now. Maybe in the future, you know, because we're seeing this all around the league. All of a sudden you have, got you know, Wayne Ellington this year all of a sudden pops up as this outstanding three-point shooter for, for Detroit. Guys are putting in the reps. They're putting in the time. They're putting in the work. The coaching staffs are putting in the time working with players. And so I think that was it was great to see, just great to see. Again, uh, I, I, I think that you know he's not going to be able to do that maybe on a night-in, night-out basis, but I think there's a place for him. I really do. I think if you have the right combination of players out there, he's going to stand out. And he's going to make hustle plays that are going to help you win games. Kalina Azabuki is going to join me a little bit later on. The uh, Warriors color analyst from NBC Sports Bay Area will talk about Andrew Wiggins and the Warriors and what to do without a five on this four-game uh, Texas two-step, if you will. Uh, text from the 925, do you think Ubre will get moved soon because he's on the last year of a deal? Uh, you know, trades are trades. Um you know, I don't want to single out one player, but I, I think, it, you know, teams are talking all the time. You know, just like what they went through a week ago. Somebody called and asked about Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, you know, the trades are always tough on players emotionally because they feel like, oh, you guys didn't want me. But on the flip side, if somebody's calling and asking about you, that's because they're interested. That's because they like having you. They like they like thinking about you on the roster and so you know I, I think i think that's you know something that would be considered if you have the right deal any anybody can get traded in this league because if kareem abdul jabbar and will chamberlain got traded in this league then anybody can get traded in the league so they're always talking they're always looking for for ways to improve and i think it, you would be a shame if they weren't doing that and i think what you see with the warriors is they're always trying to upgrade the roster and let's go back to uh, my guest upcoming here in a couple of minutes, Andrew Wiggins. I had a chance to talk to him. And one of the things about that deal that a lot of people, you know, kind of just brushed aside and said, oh, they didn't hold they didn't hold out for enough, was the fact that they, the Warriors have Minnesota's pictures here. And even if Minnesota finishes with one of the three worst records in the league, there's still a 60% chance that they're going to finish outside the top three. And if it's outside the top three, the Warriors get that pick. And, and again, when you look at the fit that Andrew Wiggins is on this Warrior roster and you look at the uh, uh, the way he has improved, as I mentioned before, fourth in contesting threes, you know, like 87 going into the game last night. I mean, that's 
that's a really good number, and that's a really good uh, you know situation for the Warriors to have is to have a good two way player. You know, now I think the next step is to try to get you know that kind of scoring a little bit more consistently from Andrew Wiggins, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, his uh, thoughts on playing with the Warriors. We'll talk about him growing up outside of Toronto. Really nice young man. And I think the Warriors are very happy that they have him, you know, on the on the roster right now and contributing in a very big way. 888-957-9570. We're going to talk with uh, Andrew Wiggins in just a couple of moments. We're also going to have Kalina Azabuki. That's upcoming in our next segment. A quick reminder that the Warriors, of course, are on the road and they're taking on Dallas tomorrow. We'll tell you about it. You know, all the details on that. It's going to be a 4.30 start time on the game on Thursday. Saturday in Dallas, it's a 5.30 start time. Uh, excuse me, a 4.30 start time, 5 o'clock airtime on the upcoming broadcast. And then Monday and Tuesday in San Antonio, both games uh, starting at 5.30 with a 5 o'clock airtime on right here, 95.7 the game. Hi, Tim Roy. This is the Warriors Roundtable. Andrew Wiggins is coming up. Kalina Azabuki to boot right here on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95.7 the game. Each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. If everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable. The table has returned on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Box. A look away three. Oh my goodness. That's ridiculous. You've got to be kidding me. Tim Roy. Davis to Edwards. Edwards guarded by Curry. Chased now by Curry off the screen. Pass deflected. There's Wiggins with a steal. Wiggins with a breakaway. One hand flush right down Broadway. So tell me how this season has gone for you. You know, it looks like from all, all concerned that you're really starting to find your way with this group. You're learning how to play alongside Steph, and that is not always the easiest thing to do. Tell me how it's going for you and and, and what would you like to see done better? Hey, we're back on the, the Warriors Roundtable. You know, the, one of the things that happens in, in radio is you occasionally have what they call technical difficulties, and we just had one of those. We're back, and, of course, the Warriors getting ready to play Dallas tomorrow night. And uh, I'm going to let Bobby there just uh, take a, a second to breathe <laughs> back in our studios at 95.7. He was doing some uh, yeoman's work there during the uh, break. I can remind you, too, that, that uh, Dub Nation, the power to select the starters if this year's All-Star Game is in your hands. It's time to dub the vote. Sponsored by Verizon. Vote for your favorite Warriors into the All-Star Game today by going to warriors.com slash dub the vote. So what we just started to hear, maybe a little snippet, a little tease, if you will, was Andrew Wiggins in a conversation I had. We're going to play that for you now, and when we come back out of that, we'll have Kalena Azubuki from NBC Sports Bay Area to talk about Andrew Wiggins and to talk about the Warriors this year. Thank you for your patience. You're listening to the Warriors Roundtable here on 95.7 The Game, your home for Golden State Warriors basketball. Now here is my conversation with Andrew Wiggins, produced by R.C. Davis. Davis to Edwards. Edwards guarded by Curry. Chased now by Curry off the screen. Pass deflected. There's Wiggins with a steal. Wiggins with a breakaway. One hand flush right down Broadway. So tell me how this season has gone for you. You know, it looks like from all, all concerned that you're really starting to 
find your way with this group. You're learning how to play alongside Steph, and that is not always the easiest thing to do. Tell me how it's going for you, and and, and what would you like to see done better? You know, I feel uh, comfortable. You know, and every day just learning more and more, you know, as I get you're more comfortable with, you know, the guys and everything that's going on. Um, but I wouldn't change anything, you know. What we're doing, it, it worked, you know, it's proven. So I just got to stay with it, you know, and keep it turning myself. You do one thing I think it's really incredible. Your timing is exquisite with it, and that is when you you have that trail block from behind. McCullough off the screen, weaving, driving by Looney, gets to the rim, blocked by Wiggins from behind. How did you learn how to do that, and how satisfying? Is that? Um, I feel like it's just how to recover. You know, it's the ability to get off the floor quick and kind of just, like you said, anticipate, you know, when the ball's going to go in the air when they're trying to make a lap, just find the ball. What's more satisfying? What's sweeter? Good dunk? Wiggins, right side, goes right around Bertans to the rim. Napier back down the way, and he slammed it down. Wiggins now a double figures. He has 10. Or that kind of block? Um, I was like, I don't know. It's hard both. You know, both can get the team going with the momentum. The block, I might say the block just because, you know, stops that team falling. It might lead to, you know, good offense for us. It's been a really big deal. You know, I know we talked a lot about it when we traded for him, just his, his length and athleticism. And I think he's really using it defensively. You know, he's uh, pursuing guys on the dribble and, and challenging shots from behind, blocking shots at the rim just using his his gifts with a lot of energy. Rejected by Wiggins, who knocked it away off the glass. Curry comes the other way. Curry down the lane. Curry weaving his way. Goes up. Gets fouled. Put him on the line as he scores the bucket on a driving bank shot. I mean, he's more than capable as as two-way Wiggs, as as we call him now, and, and just being able to make his presence felt. I think he really cares about the defensive end and, being with us, he's able to kind of show it night after night, and there's an expectation of it now, but he's proven that he can definitely make an impact on that end of the floor, guarding the ball, off the ball, whatever it is. And then offensively, he's he's consistent in terms of knowing exactly where he's going to get his looks and putting pressure on the defense, getting downhill. He's obviously making his open open threes. He's made some really big plays. The Clipper game, he's stepped up and – in the Detroit game, he basically won it for us in the fourth quarter, so he's shown that he's ready for those type of moments. I and mean, I think his confidence is only getting better in terms of what he's asked to do and, and, and how he can help us win games. When you uh, look at the roster, you and, and Mr. Young, Mr. Wiseman, have a lot in common, both uh, drafted very high in the lottery. Have you had a chance to, to talk to him about that and, and how to deal with that as, as a very young player coming in this league? Um, I, I told him before. Um, but with more experience, you know, the more games you play, the more comfortable you'll be. You know, you're looking at a guy that didn't play, you know, much in college because, you know, certain situations better, circumstances, whatever, whatever. You know, so we basically come out, come out of high school, right? Yeah. So, so and um, he didn't have a really good training camp because all the COVID and stuff that was going on. Um, so what he's doing right now is great. You know, the way he's picking stuff up, the way he's learning. And every game you see him getting better and better. Figures everything out. You know, he's going to be scary. You know, he's going to know how good he's going to be. Curry bounce pass to the cutting. Wiggins goes down to Wiseman baseline. Another two-hand slam. Yeah, he's pretty long, isn't he? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. We're talking with Andrew Wiggins here on the roundtable. I'm Tim Roy here on our flagship station, 95.7 The Game, Warriors basketball tomorrow night. What is Vaughan, Ontario like? What kind of suburb is that of, of Toronto? It's a big, you know, diverse city, diverse city, it's a city above Toronto, um, where I was, you know, raised most of my life, friends and family up there, you know, for what I call home. You know, it's interesting because you are one of a number of uh, of great Canadian players in the NBA right now. You know, how did that start? Do you think how did how did that surge begin of of Canadian players? You know, learning the game and learning how to play the game at a very high level. Um, I feel like in Canada we always had a lot of talent. I just feel like it was getting to you know America to be seen kind of the problem. I feel like as AU picked up as, you know, international basketball picked up. And even guys like Tristan, Corey, Denon Brown, guys like that, that kind of opened the gates for us younger guys. Um, I feel like that helped a lot. Did you have someone that you wanted to emulate when you were growing up? I like Kobe, AI, and Vince Carter was like a, a hero back where I'm from for everything he did back in Toronto. Your mom was a, an Olympic athlete, correct? A sprinter? Yeah. And they named a park after her, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. What was that like? Having a you know going going by a park and knowing it's named after your mom? Oh no, it was you know it was great, especially you know growing up where I lived was literally fifteen second walk from the entrance of the park. Um, so it was, it was great. You know, it's gonna be in that family forever. You know, my mom worked hard for that. She. You know, I was getting proud to call my mother, you know, everything she got me. Just, you know, even her work ethic for the stage and then going to Olympics and accomplishing she accomplished. So she deserved everything, you know. Uh, I love it. Your dad was an NBA player, Mitchell Wiggins. For those who are a little bit older might remember his play in the NBA. Jordan, the double team comes from Otis Thorpe and the steal by Wiggins. Rebound, Houston Fuck Johnson, the tip by Wiggins. Mom is, is a great athlete. But but I'm curious. Growing up, when in in your household, what was the emphasis on? It, I, you, obviously, you have the good genetics for an athlete with your mom and your dad. But what was the emphasis like? What was it like growing up in in Toronto? And 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 what did your mom want you to focus on? Um, they just let me be a they let me be a kid. You know, most importantly, uh, I found love of basketball from a young age. I got two other brothers, Mitchell and Nick, and they both played basketball. So I was always, you know, looking up to them, looking up to my dad when they were playing basketball. I'd be at the park all day. So I kind of, I fell in love with this sport uh, very early. Um, so I would focus on basketball, but I would still, you know, be with my friends, hanging out, having fun, you know, and just enjoying my childhood. They never pressured me and or, like, you know, demanded that. I got to go do this, I got to work on that. You know, just let me be a kid. I'm curious sometimes in a player's journey as to when this happens. At what point in your you had you know success in Canada, you now you're you're recruited at the collegiate level at a great program in Kansas. Now, at what point did you realize that life in the NBA was possible for you? I would say when I got to uh, the state my senior year, when I was in the state high school. I was on you know one in the country and had. You know, a lot of offers, and, and I had some buzz, you know, and that's not like, well, it really might come true. I just got to keep working, keep my head on straight, 
stay focused. With the first pick in the 2014 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Andrew Wiggins. Tell me your thoughts about being here. I know it's tough with with the pandemic, but your thoughts on playing with the Warriors and the organization. I mean, I'm happy here. You know, I think my journey has led me here. Um, there's a lot of opportunity here. The city's great. People are great. Teammates, coaches, coaching staff, um, everybody. It's all positive energy here. So, you know, I love it. Yeah, I can't wait for you to uh, to be in a big game, be at Chase Center and have fans in the stands and have that place rocking. I can't wait for that for you because that day's coming, and and I'm I'm telling you, you're it's gonna it's gonna give you goosebumps. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, Andrew, I, I know that it's going to uh, be a lot of fun for you with this team, and I know that you, uh, you've you been working hard on your defense. We you, you can see that with your numbers. You're uh, working in the flow of the offense, which is great to see, and I, I know that there's going to be some really good times for you ahead and some times that the Warriors are going to come to cherish as well. So it's it's great to have you on board with Golden State, and we look forward to watching your continued success. Thank you. Appreciate that. Andrew Wiggins, a very nice man, as you can tell by that interview. He's uh, just a really, really good guy. And uh, I think I think Warrior fans are going to come to appreciate him because he's just such a, uh, you know, he's mild-mannered. He's not uh, pound-the-chest-look-at-me kind of guy. And he's he's really, really good. And then sometimes I think he doesn't even know how good he is. And, and to help me break down that and also – all things Warriors and NBA. It is a pleasure to welcome. And by the way, you can uh, hit us up with questions, calls, 888-957-9570. Get on the text line. I can relay, uh, relay your questions for Kalena, if you will. Uh, Kalena Azabuki joins us from NBC Sports Bay Area. And Kalena, I know you got to hear the last uh, 45 seconds or the minute of the Andrew Wiggins interview. And before I ask you a question. I want to we get uh, Draymond Green to chime in a little bit about the improved defense from Andrew Wiggins. He's really competing on that end. You know, I think since he's been here, he's shown you know that he's a capable, very capable defender, and he's you know he's taken at it you know up a couple notches you know this year, which has been great for us. You know, he's really changing the game on on that end for us. Now, there's no doubt about that, and I think it was evident last night, Kalena. You know, we were talking on the radio side that uh, here are the Warriors with Oubre Jr. and with Wiggins. Now you got a couple of wings that can, you know, try to turn Tatum and Brown into volume shooters. How did you see that? Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things for me that's been so impressive with Andrew Wiggins is he's a really smart defender, high IQ defender. It's one thing to have the physical tools, the length, the athleticism, the lateral quickness. But to have the IQ to go with it is is really a great combination. And with him, he can be beat. I always talk about he can be beat on the drive. And he's good with that because he knows he's not going to get blown by. He's going to stay with it because he's quick enough and athletic enough. But then with his length, he can recover. And a lot of times he can block shots. If you look at the top shot blockers in the league, he's still the the – only guy at the top of the list that is not a center. So you think about that, and then the want to. He, he has the want to and the 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 wherewithal to, to be a great defender, and I think it's great positive peer pressure on this team with guys like Draymond Green who will hold him accountable 
and he knows that he needs to go hard on that end for this team to be successful. So he, he's been a revelation on that end, and he's a bona fide two-way player now. And obviously last night he didn't have his, his best game offensively when it comes to the three-point shooting, but he's been steady on that side as well, and you expect him to, to stay there offensively. But if he can continue to do what he's doing defensively with – the high IQ and the effort plays he's making and the shot blocking, the rim protection, blocking all kinds of different shots, fighting over ball screens and, and continuing to, to to fight and come from behind and, and break up plays and block shots and alter shots. That's huge. And you said he and Kelly Oubre on the wings, that, that's a really lethal combination. And once you get into some kind of a rhythm offensively, that can – really help you because obviously with this warrior team you're trying to get out in transition and to do that you'd love to get stops and and get some deflections and force turnovers and we've seen when they've been able to do that they've been really effective getting out in transition and especially guys like Kelly Oubre he loves to run the floor and getting ahead of the break and they love throwing it ahead to him he's super athletic and he's he's got the monster dunks and all that he got another really good dunk nice dunk last night too where he, he bodied somebody i forget who it was but super athletic wings so they're, they're doing work on the defensive side i just like that they they want to play defense because it, it's tough to really teach a guy or make a guy play defense when he doesn't really have the want to and and that's a big part of it for me so obviously andrew has that yeah, that's a that's a really good point because, you know, he has the ability to do that. But we've seen it. We've seen, you know, and you've I'm sure you've played with guys that could be great defenders, but really don't have much interest in it on the on the other side of the ball. Uh, we're talking with Kalina Azubuki. I'm Tim Roy here on the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game, your home for Golden State Warriors basketball. 888-957-9570. Hit me up on Twitter at Warriors Vox. That's Warriors V O X. Clint, how do you view these four road games? And, and of course, we would all love to be, you know, in a normal situation, traveling with the team and being there in, in Dallas. But, you know, you look at these games, and, and I was saying at the top of the show that maybe they caught a little bit of a break with the schedule in this regard because, uh, the, the, let's face it, they could also get swept here. But, they're not playing teams that have dominant big men. I mean, the guy you worry about posting in Dallas is Luka Doncic. Um, but, you know, so so maybe, you know, if they, they have a chance maybe to, to, to steal a couple here and maybe have a decent road trip. Maybe. Maybe you think about the fact that the Warriors don't have true fives on their team anymore with all the injuries. That, that's rough. But you're right. Chris Stapps doesn't really – try to bully people. He likes to play on the perimeter. He's a pick-and-pop guy. He'll drive from the three-point line or from the mid-post area and get to the rim. But when it comes to rebounding, yeah, the, the Dallas Mavericks aren't really killing teams when it comes to the offensive boards, at least. Now, Chris stops. He doesn't really get offensive rebounds either. So I agree with you. When it comes to the Mavericks, you wouldn't think that would be an issue, but I've seen it to where it can still show up in teams that aren't really focused on the rebounding. All of a sudden, perk up and go, oh, wait, they don't have bigs? Let's see if we can crash the offensive boards and really kill them there. Hopefully, yeah. the Mavericks aren't able to do that. But as this Mavericks team, they're, they're super hungry. And that's the one thing I, I – I, well, I don't feel bad for the Warriors because obviously you just got to play in front of you. But 
I, I would have loved to see if I was the Warriors, I would have loved to see the the Mavericks win <laughs> one of these last six games. They lost six in a row and they're super hungry for a win. And I watched the last game where Luca, I think it was Luca missed the last shot. It was like a a step back. He was going away from the basket, two defenders all over him. It was to win the game, I believe. And he was so upset, man. He was frustrated. He was pounding the scorer's table. So they're going to come in super hungry. And if you're the Warriors, you have to match that intensity. I think getting off to a great start in really all these games is going to be key. And then your defense has to travel because, again, offensively they're going to be up and down. I thought last game against Boston, there were times where the lack of chemistry showed up, weird lineups. At times they were taking shots. I thought Boston wanted them to take defensively there are times where they were sloppy and and a little behind a step behind at times I thought the the lack of size showed up in different ways on the 16 second chance points for Boston they're a pretty good offensive rebounding team there's one where Tice actually posted or just sealed his man it was under out of bounds he just sealed his man Tice isn't even like a big five <laughs> and, and and he was doing the Warriors like that so I, I think rebounding is going to be just a default thing we'll be watching with with this road trip especially as, as the Warriors are are thin and worse than thin up top but defensively that has to be a constant especially on the road and then just having some kind of flow offensively with the weird lineups just playing together obviously looking for Steph the great thing is Steph is, is playing really well and he was the Warriors' leading rebounder last game, along with Draymond Green. I think everybody has to have the mentality of the gang rebound. Steph got, has to get in there. I think Andrew Wiggins has to get more. Kelly Oubre has to get more. I think he only had maybe was one last game or something like that. So all the all the guards and the forwards have to get in there and just gang rebound and, and make it a team effort. So teams, especially teams that aren't normally good on the boards or offensive boards aren't killing you there, and then just give yourself a chance to win. Remember this last game, it was only a four-point loss. So two or three more possessions go your way. Maybe we're having a different discussion after after that game last night against Boston. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough. These are teams that are hungry. Obviously, the Spurs aren't in the playoff picture. Well, they actually are They're in the playoff game right now. The playoffs are big to begin today. But the Mavericks aren't in the playoff picture because they've been struggling lately to win games, and they're going to come in hungry. So massive intensity, get off the great starts. But I, I, I could see it going the way you're saying, where, where teams aren't super dominant at the five position or looking to bully you at the five position, like the Mavericks and the Spurs. It may not be that much of an issue. Lamarcus Aldridge, Draymond usually handles him when it comes to the Spurs. So. I, it could go that way, but I'm still going to be watching the rebounding right. and just and points in the paint. What other ways the size shows up? Lack yeah, of points size. in the paint is points in the paint is going to be a big one. I think. I think yeah, that's yeah. Gonna, that's where it's going to show up. But hey, for a text from the nine two five clinic, Clinton Azabuki, my guest here on the roundtable line, Tim Roy, and he wants to know, or he or, he or she wants to know, who do you think is the most improved player on the Warriors? This season, I'll let you take a the first stab at that. The most improved player on the Warriors this season. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if we go with the recency bias, Juan Toscano, he, he played incredible last game. But 
most improved? That's a tough one. Yeah, you know, I think I think you probably go with Wiggins just because he's he's so much more consistent, and I think he, all around, I think he's you know he's was, one that yeah, you could look at. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. him defensively, uh, just the the awareness he's had and how consistent he's been on that end. Um, you can't really say Eric Pascal because he had a great season last year. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to go with Andrew Wiggins. I mean, he was scoring it pretty well last year too Andrew Wiggins was but he has been really consistent so I'm just going to go with his defense because offensively we knew what he was capable of there but I'm just going to go with the way he's defending and and deflections and block shots and all those different things I don't really see anyone on the roster I'm going oh man they're almost surprising me this year with the jump they've taken Damian Lee had a great season last year Ken Bazemore is, is new here this year. He wasn't here. So, yeah, I, I would go with Andrew's defense. It's It's been really a revelation. He's showing that he can be a bona fide two-way player, and he's got us all thinking about next season when he's playing with Clay. Clay in that third quarter was talking about how he looks forward to that and, and being on the court with Andrew Wiggins and how his shooting is going to open up the floor for him and and Andrew's athleticism is going to open up the floor for Clay. It's going to be fun to watch. So I'll, I'll go with Andrew's defense. You know, you mentioned Clay, and I, I I know that he was with you guys the other night. I didn't get a chance, obviously, to see it because we're on the air at the same time. Uh, oh, yeah. But the I wanted to know from your perspective, what is he going through? You went through a, a major knee injury, and and. You know, I'm at a slug level, uh, you know, uh, playground Y level. I went through five knee surgeries. But tell me, uh, you know, five? so I know a little bit. Yeah, five. Five. Two, uh, three ACLs, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, I was, mine was like three major ones, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yours were, yours were, yours were a little more dramatic than mine. Um, yeah. But, but what I, what I wanted to ask you though is what's, what is he going through mentally? You know, because it, well, when you play it, I can only imagine playing at the level that you played at or that Clay plays at, and 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 to have that taken away, that gift. You know, what is he going through mentally right now? It's tough for him. Mental, mentally is is really one of the the biggest aspects of rehab and coming back full strength from one injury like that. Not to talk about two back to back. And he, I think the biggest thing he was fighting probably was the frustration because he was coming back from that ACL. He was playing. And then to have the Achilles go, it, he just had to be super frustrated. And he's thinking probably, I mean, can I just, can I catch a break, please? And, and it's, it's a major injury. The Achilles is. So I think one of the things too, is just not, not depression because I don't think clay is that type of dude that fights depression and, and is, is naturally someone that gets down pretty easily. But there's there's some pretty dark days when it comes to injuries because you're going to rehab and it's so tedious and redundant. You feel like you're doing the same thing every day and it's hard to see the incremental improvements you're making. You almost have to, to just keep clocking in and then look back after a couple of months to see the improvement, to see how you're getting stronger, to see how the muscles around the Achilles are getting stronger. 
to see the improvements. Otherwise, it just feels like you're doing the same thing every day, and it gets super boring. He talked about how boring it is because he's a fun-loving guy. He's, he's active, and and you can hear it in his voice. He's bored at times and and just talking. He was saying, like, man, I, I, I can't do anything. I'm just in this boot. It, it stinks, and you can hear it. So I feel, I feel bad for him, and I think it takes a mentally tough, really mentally tough person to get through that and and really stick to getting your work done every single day and do all the tedious and redundant little movements and and motions that you have to do in rehab it starts super small doesn't even feel like you're really doing anything it feels pointless at first especially with an injury like that where you're literally rebuilding pretty much all all the muscles and the strength and everything like that and so you're starting from ground zero so you're doing things that you don't even feel like is helping at first with an Achilles injury. And so going through all that, it's, it's obviously not easy to do it. It takes a lot of mental fortitude and a lot of mental strength. And we've seen that clay is a, is a mentally strong human being. And then also the, the pain tolerance, I think it does take a certain amount of pain tolerance. And, and we know clay has a ton of, of, of tolerance when it comes to pain. And he's one of the toughest right. people we all know. So, um, once the doctor, once your surgeon says you can do something, like I was the type of guy that was just like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I don't care how much it hurts. If they're saying, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be painful, but it's good and you'll get strong. Yeah, I'm doing it. And I think that's going to be Clay's mentality. He's going right. to go full throttle. Whatever they tell him he's able to do, no matter how much it hurts, that's what he's going to be doing. So that, that's a little bit of, of what he's dealing with and, Again, I told him I think we all feel that he's going to come back 110%, and I, I'm really encouraged, and I think he is too, by seeing Kevin Durant come back strong and and guys like that, and obviously John Wall playing well. He looks pretty uh, fast and bouncy as well. So we know it can be done, and the way Clay takes care of his body, you got to think he's going to be next in line to come back after a, a major injury like an Achilles and be 100% and be super athletic and, and be able to get right. to his spots and, and not have to think about it. Well, I appreciate your time, Clint. I'm way overdue for a break, but I was really enjoying the conversation. Uh, best of luck with Bob on the, on the NBC Sports Bay Area. I know you guys are going to do a good job in, every night and, and uh, look forward to uh, the time where we can uh, do this on the road over a meal. That would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Seriously, man. We need to get back to normal. Yeah. Appreciate you, Tim. Good talking to you, brother. Thank you, Clint. Clint Azabuki from NBC Sports Bay Area talking some Warriors basketball. Went a little bit long with that. And uh, we're, we've got bills to pay and things to tell you about. And that's going to come next here on the Warriors Roundtable. I'm Tim Roy on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball 95-7, the game. <laughs> just joined us don't worry tim roy has saved you a seat sit down sit down sit down sit down sit down at the warriors round table sit down now on 95.7 the game it's your voice of the warriors got it from downtown tim roy tim now that i've been coaching for a while uh this is my seventh year i would just say that um, coaching steph is really amazing for me because it just 
makes everything easy. Steph makes everything easy. You know, just his presence, you know, his his incredible play. The job just is, is so much easier when he is the face of the franchise. And uh, I would say that's true for me. It's true for Bob Myers. It's true for Joe Lacob. True for, you know, everybody in our organization that we've we've just been blessed with Steph's presence and, and uh, what he's done for the culture, the foundation. That's head coach Steve Kerr. And, of course, last night, Steph Curry passing the 17,000-point plateau. Only Wilt Chamberlain has done that in Golden State, or not Golden State, but in Warriors franchise history. And so uh, Steph's hunting him down. He's chasing down the Big Dipper. I never thought we'd ever see somebody attack the Big Dipper in the Warriors record book. And Steph Curry is doing that. Uh, again, 888 you have a second, you want to do something to uh, get your thoughts in, or either on the text side or as a caller, we could do that here on the Warriors Roundtable. Tim Roy got just a couple of minutes. Uh, Damian Treasure Hunt on Twitter wants to know, if the Warriors don't get Minnesota's pick this year, which would be in the top three, what happens? Then it goes unprotected the following year. So, uh, again, I just think it was a genius trade by the Warriors front office when you know, Bob Myers, Joe Lake, everybody concerned. That was just a it fit. It fit the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins is proving to be what they thought he could be, and they have that draft pick in their back pocket. Now, let's get to a couple of things here. First of all, I can tell you that uh, Dub Nation, you can celebrate Black History Month with some Golden State Warriors flair by grabbing a Black History Month T-shirt. From Fizzle, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Warriors Community Foundation annual grant program, which partners with several organizations that support the black community. Shop online tonight at shop.warriors.com. I can tell you from personal experience, I've had the, the pleasure of calling some of these organizations when the Warriors are able to hand out some grant money to deserving you know, nonprofits, and it's just great to hear how excited they get that the Warriors Community Foundation is able to help them in a positive way, making the Bay Area an even better place to be. Now, before I get to the upcoming schedule, let's get to uh, the Kaiser Permanente scoreboard and the Dallas Mavericks, whom the Warriors will play uh, tomorrow night. They're in Atlanta right now, and it's 117-114. to Trey Young just hit a bucket with 24 seconds to go. The Hawks were down big. They have rallied back to make the final 24 seconds really interesting. A foul, and we're going to get free throws for the Mavs for Josh Richardson with 23.7 to go. L.A. Clippers leading the Cleveland Cavaliers, 101-88. That's in the fourth fourth quarter. Washington is on top of Miami, 85-83. Fourth quarter, the New York Knicks, 97. Chicago, 85. And in Oklahoma City, the Thunder are blowing out Houston, 90-67. to And in the third quarter, Minnesota, 72. San Antonio, 63. Warriors will see the Spurs on this road trip as well. Finals from earlier tonight, Philadelphia won in Charlotte, 118-111, to 34 points, 11 boards for Joel Embiid. Milwaukee, 130, Indiana, 110, and uh, that brought Giannis Antetokounmpo with 21 points, 14 boards, 10 assists. First quarter in New Orleans, Pelicans, 16, Suns, 15. Later start, Boston in Sacramento. No Kemba Walker tonight for the Celtics. He is getting his uh, knee 
Injury management is the term. Now, the Warriors head on the road. Let's take a look at that and the upcoming broadcast. Uh, starting with tomorrow night, the Warriors play two games in Dallas. And when you play in Dallas, I looked this up today, Luka Doncic is third in the league in points created off assists because he makes plays like this. Here comes Luka up the right side. Up top, Cauley Stein dunks it. And again, the high pick and roll destroying the Pacers tonight. Yeah, just no help back behind. And that gives Luka the triple-double. His fifth triple-double of the season, tying him with Nikola Jokic for the league lead. 4 o'clock airtime tomorrow, 4.30 with the tip. And then on Saturday, 5 o'clock airtime, 5.30 with the tip. Warriors in Dallas to take on the Mavericks. And Monday, back-to-back Monday and Tuesday in San Antonio, where you have to contain DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan against Harris. Backing him down in the paint. Stops, pops a short jumper. That's good for DeMar DeRozan. 30 points for DeRozan. Three-point lead for the Spurs. And 5 o'clock airtime on both days, Monday and Tuesday, 5.30 with the tip. Warriors and the Spurs back on the roundtable next Wednesday at uh, 6 o'clock. And we can tell you that uh, the Warriors trying to do something on this road trip without their fives. No Marquise Chris, no Kevon Looney, no James Wiseman. We'll see how they do. And it should be a very interesting road trip. And certainly if the Warriors come back, I think, even with a 2-2 uh, two and two record on this trip, then I think they should be very, very happy about that. Time uh, up next, the final word. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, they talk a lot of Warriors basketball in the, on the, the weekdays, and they'll be talking some more this week. But join them in just a couple of moments. I want to thank Bobby Spang for all his work at the board tonight on our flagship station. The show produced by R.C. Davis. The C stands for Cuddles. And also semi-produced by a future host on Turner Classic Movies, and that is James Kincaid. I'm Tim Roy for Andrew Wiggins and Kalena Azabuki, and thank you as always for listening to the Warriors Roundtable right here on your home for the Warriors, 95.7 The Game. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.